Hi, Tom. Hi, Caleb. How are you doing? Good, you? I am too. I'm very glad you're on this podcast episode. Um, we brought a topic. I, I, because I saw you all the time, or not all the time, but quite some time with, with uh, using the Notion AI, which is a program to take notes, um, and also ChatGPT, which I think most people are familiar with right now. But we'll talk about that later. Maybe a bit uh, about you, Caleb. Um, who are you? And yeah, how do we know each other? Yeah, honored to be here. Um, yeah, I'm Caleb. Um, I met Tom uh, in uni. We studied computational social science, where we kind of use computational methods to kind of solve real world, real world problems. And yeah, currently we're working on this project with um, Sustainable Amsterdam. It's an initiative about getting tourists in the city to bike outside of center. And so we're making a website that kind of targets behavior change. And that's that's very cool. So maybe a bit more um, about the project that that you're working on right now. So what exactly are you are you doing there? Um, yeah. So you know we're working HTML and CSS to really kind of kind of encourage the tourists to bike outside of center. Yeah. Our challenge partner is this Ride With Me initiative. So she has a bunch of bike routes and stuff where. We're trying to just digitalize, digitalize that and use like um, UX um, theories and behavior change theories to kind of really persuade people when they look at the website to bike outside of center. Yeah, so you want to bring tourists to bike more when yeah. they come to Amsterdam. Oh, that that's, is it. That's yeah. a cool project. I, I also work uh, on a project right now. We, are, we have also something to do with bikes or with bike infrastructure uh, more specifically. So, um, I mean, most people know that Amsterdam is well known for, for high, high rates of cycling. Um, some people say it's the bike capital of the world. Um, I don't know about that. But um, yeah, definitely, if you look around here, you see bikes everywhere. You have great bike infrastructure, bikeways. And um, with our project, we are trying to um, to tell other cities or to 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 make it obvious for other cities how they can learn from the urban planning and urban design here in Amsterdam. And for that, we also design a website um, together with, the, we call it a scavenger hunt through the city. So you have an experience where you can, yeah, where you can see all, all the, the bike infrastructure and how people use the space here also for, I mean, other things than, than just uh, commuting. I mean, if you have a, a, a car-centric city, then people are, are, they are not really social interacting on the streets. And with our website, we want to, we want to inspire other cities, what a more people-centric and bike-centric uh, urban design can do for that. So I think those are really cool, cool projects we are working on right now. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the whole topic about generative AI and chat GPT um, and uh, I mean, I would like to talk about how we use it so far yeah. in our study program, how we um, use it so far in our projects, mm -hmm. um, because I think it's it's quite interesting. The whole generative AI, um, the, these platforms, ChatGPT, now there will be BART coming out. Yeah. I mean, they are fairly new, um, but still, I would say a lot of students are using them right now, yeah. um, and more and more students are doing that. So... I'm because we are kind of the first generations of students that that yeah. and it just popped up. I, I would like to talk 
uh, about like how how are we using it right now mm -hmm. how how does it benefit our daily daily life and uh, studies where did it fail us um where how could it be how could we use it in a responsible way because i mean we talked a bit earlier yeah. and we said i mean yeah you go to university because you also want to learn something exactly and if chat gpt does that uh, does everything for you i mean you're not going to learn I mean, first, um, maybe let's let's talk about how did you use it so far in your current uh, study life or, or project? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, at the start, I was a bit skeptical. I think it came out, like, last winter. You know, it was this whole new thing. Everyone was kind of excited. So then, yeah, I saw, at first, I was, you know, kind of skeptical, just asked it just, normal stuff I would Google, but the more and more I started to use it, the more I realized its potential to be used as a as a great educational tool. So um yeah, right now I just use it to like maybe find some literature papers when I'm working on a on a research project or to explain some things for me, like maybe during a lecture if uh, if the lecturer says something or glosses over like a concept that I don't really understand, I can just ask ChatGPT to like explain the concept in a concise manner and it does that pretty well. So yeah, that's that's really the main cases that I use it. Mm -hmm. So okay, so one for for literature, mm. finding new literature. Yeah. And specifically, how does it help you there? What kind of questions are you asking ChatGPT, or how do you find new literature then with with ChatGPT? Yeah, I mean, I just ask like, find me some literature on insert topic, or what are some of the academic words that have been written on insert topic. And then it kind of just gives me a list of papers with proper citations. Then I can just look for it in Google Scholar and I have a list of papers that I can go through and like read. Mm -hmm. And how then do you then continue with what, what ChatGPT gave you? What are the next steps? Yeah, so once I have those lists of papers, I can go and look at the papers, you know, read it for myself if I don't understand something. As I said, I would copy the paragraph, paste it into ChatGPT and tell it to like, you know, summarize it or explain it in layman's terms for me to understand. So yeah, so then from there, I kind of just take it on my, you know, my brain starts to work a bit better than I'm able to like go off on my own and like finish off what I have to do. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of just the starting point for me. You know, I just use it to like get my, my foot in the door and then the, from, from there I can take it on by myself. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's a great way to use it. Um, I mean, we also talked about that, uh, I mean, you shouldn't throw just your task at it and let it does the task, uh, let yeah. it do the task for you. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of a way to get to get the first first ideas, yeah. inspirations, get, get a foot in the door. Mm -hmm. This is how you use it. And, and then you said another uh, case where you use it is in lectures to... Mm -hmm let it explain like concepts yeah. to you. Uh, how, how does it look? Um, I mean, you also use Notion AI yeah. for that. Yeah. So what is that like? Yeah, so Notion is, is really good because say for example, you're in a lecture and the lecturer is talking about two different concepts, right? And then you kind of get it, but not really. You can just press spacebar and like ask Notion to like summarize or give the key points or essentials about the concept. And it kind of does that in your notes in a note form. It also learns from how you write your notes to write it to specifically fit 
how you know how you would read and understand it so it's really good there and you can also kind of ask it or compare this and that or the two different concepts you're learning from in your notes and it it, it does that really well so yeah mm -hmm. yeah i also used it quite quite a bit when it came out i signed up for the beta version mm -hmm. of notion ai and i mean especially if a lecturer is rushing over their slides um, using a term you have no idea from and then you can quickly say hey Uh, what does it mean? Give me a short explanation. And you can even say, okay, um, do that in bullet points for mm -hmm. me. So don't write whole paragraphs, but just bullet points. And it's it's this kind of um, smart uh, note-taking yeah. app where you don't have, you don't copy and paste everything mm -hmm. that is on the slide anymore, but it's more about the general understanding. Yeah. And I think for me, that is really great because, um, I mean, I tried for some lectures to like copy and paste stuff and afterwards make sense of it, but that's not the type of learner I am. Yeah. I kind of have to follow the, the lecture, I mean, content-wise, so I understand it. Mm. And for that, um, I mean, sometimes you're just a bit left behind because mm -hmm. you did not get this one concept. Yeah. But in a lecture, you cannot ask, uh, or most of the times you cannot ask, like, okay, can you uh, explain it another time to me, um, mm. professor? <laughs> <laughs> so then it's really great to have this opportunity to ask Notion or ChatGPT, uh, okay, um, I need to catch up. Yeah. Can you explain it to me right now? So yeah. that's where I said, uh, I mean, it also also helps me a lot. So. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think, um, and this is already uh, like one, like or two things where we can say, okay, it kind of changed our our daily lives yeah. uh, when when studying yeah, a bit, definitely. Um, because um, yeah, I mean, also for for new ideas and inspiration uh, for lectures, I mean, this is something that just was not possible mm. last year um, for students last year. So. Um, I think I think that's crazy. Where would you say what what are other um, where do you see other students using it? Um, the the ChatGPT Notion AI um, things. I think yeah. The great thing about generative AI is that it just comes up with completely new text that you can then use to you know do whatever you have to do. I think for example, it could be used in making textbooks that could that could help in all levels of education because it's really good at articulating language. And so you can ask it to explain something to a five-year-old, to a high school student, to a, to a PhD level candidate or whatever. And mm -hmm. it does that really well. So I think going forward, yeah, like in textbooks, it can definitely help to make the text in there seem a bit more friendly to the audience it's catered for. And also just to, you know, generate some, some questions you can ask for yourself when preparing for a test or a quiz. You could mm. you could give the information or you could tell it to create 10 questions um, about whatever the topic is and it will kind of give you that. Or if you want it to be used as a flashcard kind of memorial device, you can also use it as that. So I think like for studying, it's a great tool because it's so versatile and you can do a lot of things in that area for you. You just have to be creative with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's a good point. You have to, you have to really be creative with it mm. and then it can be this great teaching assistant yeah. that not only does your tasks for you, but can really help you to understand stuff better or um, get you started with the task. So for me also, uh, we talked about our projects right now. Mm. We have the we have to program this uh, the HTML and CSS website, yeah. which are 
um, medium for all people who are not familiar with it, like kind of the the basic. Um, I think it's a hyper text, text markup language. Markup yeah. language, yes. And CSS is kind of the styling, so how the yeah. website then looks. And um, I mean, we got these um, we got these notebooks, this Jupyter notebooks, yeah. and there was the basic information about mm -hmm. how HTML and CSS works. But then, if we want if you want to create a fancy website, like there's way more to it. Yeah. And, I mean, I wouldn't say HTML is super complex. It's no. it's fairly it's it's fairly easy and pretty straightforward. Yeah. But still, like all these format, I feel like mm. you have a lot of formatting issues mm. with it. Mm. And then for me, it was it came in very handy to pay, copy and paste some HTML, paste it in ChatGPT, and ask it. So what what does it what does it mean? What does it do? And then it could say, okay, this one aligns this object on the left side, or it scales down, or you know. And this really helped me to. Okay, I see now how HTML works and how you can create uh, with this more more fancy, more advanced uh, websites. And I think in general, if if you uh, use it, use this chat, uh, the generative AI as this. Yeah, be be creative and kind of use it to okay explain me some stuff or come up with some questions that I can answer so yeah. I understand better. I think that is a great way of, yeah. of using it's it. It's really great at explaining things. Like it's like when you ask it to write an essay for you or whatever, you can also ask it to explain like why it uses certain language or how it gets to what what the points are they're getting to. And it's really good at breaking down what it does. So yeah, definitely using it as kind of a an explanatory device rather than just um, a task doer, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and there's even this tip um, saying that if you really want to understand something, ask it to explain it like you are a ten-year-old or six-year-old, and it yeah. and it explains to you a super complex uh, concept in in like super easy words. Yeah, and and yeah, that that, that is really great. So um, maybe next topic. What are the limitations you have encountered so far using using uh, the the AI? I think um, one thing I would say is that um, I have to ask it a couple of times for some for some things. I have to ask it a couple of times for it to give me the answer that I really want. Um, sometimes you know the re the regenerate response button. And it like it it rewrites the same thing but just differently. So it's not really something new. It's just the same thing. You really have to probe deeper for it to for it to give you what you really want. But mm -hmm. that's one thing. And um, yeah, I mean the regenerate thing. Um, I mean it it says it's just in different yeah. words sometimes. Yeah. I feel like so that that does not really help. And then um, I mean we also talked about that. Okay, sometimes maybe that's also not the limitation. Like completely off ChatGPT, mm. but um, I mean, most of the times, then you could give it some feedback yeah. and say, okay, I w I would like you to twist this answer yeah. in this way. Could you regenerate the answer? But uh, I mean, uh, do it in a more fun way. So yeah. I just thought we wanted to start this episode. I just remembered yeah. <laughs> with uh, letting uh, ChatGPT explain what it is yeah. uh, for the audience, and and we also did that. Um, so I, first it came up with a lame ass response. Yeah, it was um, terrible. It was terrible. And then, I mean, we, we probed it a bit and, um, we, it came up then with the more, it says engaging, um, explanation for a podcast audience of what chat GPT is. And, uh, yeah, I will, I will, um, I will just read it out loud right now. 
Um, so I think um, we all, that's also a great uh, example of okay, if you yeah. like give it some feedback, yeah. it can kind of redirect the answer exactly. to your target audience or what you want. We asked a couple of times for us to get to this answer. So. Yes. So okay. Hey there, it's ChatGPT, your friendly neighborhood language model. Think of me as your very own AI body who's always ready to answer your questions and have a chat with you. I'm like Google, but instead of giving you a list of search results, I can understand the context of your questions and generate a human-like response that tries to answer your query as best as I can. So it even rolls Google in this yeah. uh, response. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, Microsoft. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty smart cookie, if I do say so myself. I've been trained on a massive amount of text data, which includes everything from books and articles to websites and social media posts. This training has allowed me to learn the patterns of language use and develop a deep knowledge base which I can use to generate responses that hopefully make sense to you. Of course I'm not perfect and I don't possess the same level of reasoning and understanding as a human being. But hey, I'm getting better every day. OpenIA's team of researchers continually working to improve my capabilities and make me smarter and more accurate. So whether you're studying for an exam, researching a topic, or just looking for a friendly chat, I'm here for you. Just type in your question or prompt and let's get chat chatting. Nice. So this even sounds like some advertisement yeah, for, so for, for all students who, yeah. who listen to that. Yeah. Um, use me, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, back to the limitations thing. I think one interesting thing you mentioned is that it's trained on massive amounts of text data, which includes everything from bugs, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing we have to remember is that it's trained on real life examples. And so it, there's kind of this, this, this opportunity for bias, this, this hidden bias that we may not know because it's mimicking the real world. In the real world, there is biases that, like it or not, that appear. And so one thing, one limitation of it, definitely like, like recreating human bias in, in the answers that it gives. So we have to be wary of that. Mm -hmm. What would you say, how would you uh, acknowledge that or, or consider that when you use ChatGPT? What is the way to, to do that? Um, I think just really taking it with a grain of salt. You know, I think mm -hmm. human beings have this, this tendency to really be gullible when it comes to machines. Like whenever it's also something, we're so instant to, like, to accept it, to, to trust mm -hmm. it as the truth. But when, when another person tells us, you know, we were, we're more skeptical, we, we try to find out for ourselves, I think we should, we should go with that same, same kind of um, ability to, to the same kind of approach when it comes to AI, you know, whatever it tells us, yes, we can take it, but also like, just make sure that you, you double check, you know, it's not, it's not God, it's not going to tell you all the answers, it's not going to be 100% correct. So. Yeah, I mean, a great example is actually our last yeah, uh, project and project. how we used it because uh, this whole the whole chat gpt uh, hype it uh, it was during our last project yeah. um where we uh, yeah where we looked into how tr how trust into different entities can influence their willingness to share data mm. uh, basically or specifically location data um so we did a survey for that and I mean, we also had the task to do a literature review for yeah. that. 
And I mean, we were all just playing around. I feel like everybody at this yeah. time in the university was just playing really? around with this. We were creating stories, fairy tales, uh, names for our projects, yeah. our teams. It was just like, oh, there's a new tool. Um, we are all kids again. And uh, it's so much fun with it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so and then, of course, you test test its limits. I mean, everybody does, does that. Yeah. So and we had to write this literature review. And of course, um, I mean... Let's just try what it comes up with. And um, I remember I put down, like, write me a literature review. This is our research topic. This is our research question. Um, this is what we want to do. And it wrote me, uh, wrote a perfect literature, uh, what seemed to be a perfect literature yeah. review. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we were, oh, great, copy and paste it in, yeah. the, in, the word, uh, in a Word document. Uh, said literature AI uh, review yeah. and um, then when we actually needed this literature when we wrote our report we wanted to look up the, the academic uh, papers yeah. and we were confused because we, we couldn't find them. They, they were not real. They never existed. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were not just not there. Um, yeah. And the funny thing is some of the, the auth authors existed yeah. and uh, similar Uh, academic uh, pay, uh, papers or titles yeah. um, but these specific titles which seemed like whoa they were the perfect Good, yeah. academic paper for our project exactly I mean they were too perfect too to be perfect. true yeah, exactly. and yes they were uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they were just made up by ChatGPT. Yeah. I think that's one thing as well misinformation you know uh -huh. because it, it's not perfect and when it gives us information or stuff you know it's it's generative you know it takes what it knows and kind of tries to make make new things and tries to be as accurate as possible to what it previously knows and so there are some times where it's going to have faults and that was one of those times and if we didn't check we would have we probably would have not gotten an excellent on our project yeah <laughs> no we would not i'm pretty sure yeah. um and i mean this is also what you mentioned earlier something that a machine says we tend to just believe it. Yeah. And I mean, um, the thing with ChatGPT is even that once you open it, the limitations, they pop up on your mm. screen. It says sometimes I misinform, but at this point, it was just that it, we were way too, uh, we were way too happy with yeah, the response. Yeah, we're just that, amazed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that is, that is a great lesson. Like, Don't just take that, uh, what ChatGPT says, and copy and paste it. Mm. Check what it says. Yeah. And also, I mean, yeah, as you mentioned, with the bias, I mean, um, maybe reflect on, on, like, is there a specific uh, uh, opinion mm. um, reflected in mm. the answer of ChatGPT? Mm. Because, yeah, it's, it, it's, not, it's not perfect, and it's, it mirrors kind of what is out there already. So, yeah, I think that's that's very good advice. And then, I mean, also when we use it, for example, I mean, we just said if we had used these, uh, the literature review mm. uh, for, for our final project and our final report, and uh, it came out, uh, it would end up being like, okay, uh, we used ChatGPT and we didn't check the sources. I mean, <laughs> it would be terrible. Um, what 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 would you think? What would have? Uh, I mean, would, have, would how would the university respond right now to that? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a. I think it's a, it's a big topic in education right now with the university and staff. Like, when should we use it? When should we not use it? Can we use it? And how 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 much can we use it? 
Mm. So I mean, I really don't know. I mean, some we know some lecturers, some some core lecturers who who are very enthusiastic about yeah. it. Yeah, I know Daniel, my current mm-hmm. core lecturer, like he pays for the Chat GPT Premium. You know, he used like he used it in front of us in during our checkout session, like to try and ask it some questions related to our current project. Like mm-hmm. he, yeah, so I really don't know. That's a that's a touchy one. What do you think? I mean, yeah, definitely it depends on who you have uh, and uh, um, who's grading you. Um, but I think, and this is what what shines through there, is that the re- response from university should in general be about teaching on how to use it mm. and uh, and not say don't use it at all or we I mean some universities they banned it or mm. they said students will have severe consequences mm. if they if, if they will and I think that is that is a wrong approach mm. um, and of course there are different types of responses yeah. from people and some some uh, also lecturers or staff they might use it for their own research and they say okay just co- go on continue using it um, and I, I think they just vary very much. Um, I think in our study program, we are very lucky that we have very open-minded mm-hmm. uh, lecturers yeah. and people. Um, but I could see um, in other study programs, people being more strict and saying, mm-hmm. okay, people, you're, you're not allowed to use that for, for our tasks. Uh, so, and this is why I think uh, in general, there should be some kind of guidelines yeah. and directions on how to use it yeah. because when we start when we start saying that okay every in every uh, lecture in every class you have it's going to be different that mm-hmm. is going to be super confusing mm-hmm. and i don't think this will work so yeah. in general if like a university would give a statement on okay in general we support the use of these generative mm-hmm. ai things in this way blah 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 i think that's that's a great yeah. way i think yeah definitely there needs to be kind of a reevaluation of of uh, like within university to come kind of come up with a set of regulations for how it should be used i do think like maybe not banned permanently but like just for a a, a temporary uh period of time so we can kind of sit back and like really assess how it's being used and how it could potentially be used to kind of come up with these guidelines to make sure that it's never used maliciously you know i think mm-hmm. italy banned it for privacy reasons yeah. like elon musk wrote a letter about stopping their production of gpt5 or the next iteration you know to kind of like really sit back and like think about the potential implications of these generative ais and how it could be used to harm and then try and mitigate that before we we go ahead you know mm. like so it's just saying um, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. You know, mm-hmm. like when we had the first digital era with like all these new technologies, it grew so exponentially, you know, everyone just started using it, using it, using it. And we only looked at the good side, but then the bad side started to creep in and we're kind of, we kind of were caught lacking, you know, like we're still catching up now with the GDPR. It's not perfect, but it's still like, we're still trying to address the ethical concerns of like how technology is being used and like letting this this next wave of generative AI, you know, just quickly ramp up exponentially again without without having a set guidelines or regulations to really adequately make sure that we're using it for the benefit of society and the benefit of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should definitely take a second look at that. Yeah, but. that's that's a good that's a great point. Uh, I think right now the the cat is just out of the bag, yeah. and it, and you know 
I feel also universities and educational institutions they were they were just overwhelmed mm. by this new wave of yeah. of AI that that came out there and what I mean everybody was kind of shocked yeah. wow it can uh, write me an essay and it <laughs> sounds very well yeah. um, so. Um, but I agree for for the next wave of of AI, and we see these things advancing mm. so so rapidly right now. GPT four scored uh, um, or passed the bar, the bar exam. exam. That's crazy. It's it's so crazy and and improved in like major tests. Mm. So these things are really like getting better and better. And I think yeah, for universities, it's important to now, as you said, sit down and think of okay, how how do we want our students to to use it? Yeah. But then also with this new technology that is coming out, how have we to adapt maybe our mm. way of teaching? Yeah. Because if I now say okay, guys, uh, I mean, if I'm a like um, more. Uh, how do you say, uh, conservative mm. teaching teacher. And I say, I don't know, I have, like, I have my lectures and some workshops each week and then summarize them or summarize the papers uh, that you read in mm. this week. I mean, what people will just do is uh, it's just copy and paste these papers in, in ChatGPT and ask it to, uh, to write the summary. Yeah. Um, so, and this is also like, okay, nobody will learn something because mm. everybody will just... Uh, or most people, there are some people, but that they would, would still do that. But I would say these like um, very simple tasks, uh, they are not going to be uh, very good for students anymore yeah. to learn something. Yeah. So I think that is also what the universities have to do: kind of reassess their their way of teaching and and reassess their way of creating assignments that are being graded. Yeah. I think that's one highlight of the potential negatives of ChatGPT is that it will really force like people, the examiners and assignment makers, to really come up with with better assignments that don't just test your memorization skills. Because mm -hmm. then you can put it into ChatGPT and it'll do the work for you. Just it should really test like your cognitive ability, like your your ability to to apply what you 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 understand from the concepts and stuff that are taught in class. So yeah, that's yeah that's definitely a good side to all this chaos. Mm -hmm. Um, and then for, I mean, yeah, we talked about these things are advancing super fast. Mm -hmm. um, so what would you think, uh, how will in the, in the near future, I don't know, one or two years, what, what will happen years. in universities? That, that's a hard question to answer, I think. One or two years. I mean, we had the next iteration of ChatGPT, what, like four months after GPT-3 was... That is true. Now, so mm -hmm. I think, and the time is gonna get shorter and shorter, and it's gonna get better and better. I really don't know. I think, uh, I think it, I can see it being incorporated into like our phones with mm -hmm. with Siri. You can ask it to, you can it it'll have a generative AI thing embedded into your voice assistant. You can ask it to do stuff, but with school, hmm, I think maybe it'll help in creating. Maybe more diverse lesson plans for, for for high schools and even for universities, like creating a, a more diverse lectures le lecture, um, and then even the the lecture slides or the summary of the lecture could be generated with with AI to make it more articulate articulate for for a wider mm -hmm. audience mm -hmm. of, of of students. So I think it's definitely going to be more and more embedded into 
the education um, bubble, whether we like it or not. Um, it's just a question of how do we do it so that it's not completely taking over, mm-hmm. you know. That's, that's the whole job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the thing is sometimes chat GPT um, helps you way more than just a lecture. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some lectures are really great uh, in some <laughs> workshops, but then from others, I personally don't take anything with them. No. And then I prefer to chat with uh, exactly. with, with ChatGPT for half an hour and I will have a better uh, understanding than than just a lecture. Yeah. Um, like, for if you remember that, that lecture we had about the HTML, DNS attacks and all the internet protocol stuff, mm-hmm. I took zero notes that lecture. Yeah. Zero notes. But then and, uh, just a few prompts in ChatGPT and I, I think I, I got a better understanding of web protocol and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just from that two-hour lecture, mm-hmm. yeah, it it kind of it. I mean, that's the thing with the with the chatbots. It kind of adapts more to what you want and to your specific questions and needs. And um, yeah, I think uh, of course that is then the, a lecture, which which is which is kept more broad, is then not the right way. But then, um, like. Will will there be lectures in the future? I mean, okay, still in in one or two one years. One or two years, yeah, yeah there definitely will be will be lectures. But uh, I mean, if you have, if you can chat now with, we can chat now with ChatGPT already and get a better understanding of this one lecture. I mean, then uh, like uh, students will at some mm. point, if, you know, if they see, okay, I have this lecture and it already sounds like I will not learn anything, <laughs> you know, they just won't go, to yeah. go, go there. I mean, and it, it, this, this already happens without chat GPT yeah. being out there. But I feel like now that there are these resources, mm. people will just stay home and, uh, uh chat with, 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 uh, the AI for yeah. a bit and get a better understanding. So yeah, I'm really excited to, to see, what its implications is for yeah. for uh, studying studying in a university and I, of course i don't have the answer yeah. um but uh, yeah I'm, but to be honest i think like if we've learned anything from covid is that we really need that human to human interaction mm. and like it for, mm-hmm. for now like short term it does sound nice and promising that we could just use chat for everything but i think in in the long run like maybe if the lecturers will not be so hard-headed and like use the ChatGPT to really curate <laughs> a lecture that is that is for everybody yeah. right then like sticking to the traditional style i think that's one thing that's going to change we're going to move from a more traditional style of lecturing and and workshops and like mm-hmm. that kind of school structure to a more to a more like engaging engaging or... yeah mm-hmm. and so like if if that could be a good use case that would definitely help help us in the future mm-hmm because, yeah, to be honest, like, I like ChatGPT, but just using it all the time, I don't think so. No, that is right. true. Yeah. I, I also um, figured out that this whole homeschooling thing mm. and having yeah, online lessons, um, yeah, you sometimes you need a person to really yeah. uh, explain to you yeah. um, a concept. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, even though ChatGPT is getting better and better at this um i think you're right uh, we yeah. will still we'll yeah. still have universities yeah. and we'll, <laughs> we will still have we go to chat gpt and... school <laughs> yeah. oh mm. uh, hopefully not no <laughs> okay yeah 
You okay. think they'll take over in the future? The the AI, <laughs> the AI revolution. <laughs> uh oh. I mean, yeah. The whole the, the generative AIs are popping up everywhere. Yeah. You know? uh, no, I don't think they will they will take over. Uh, but as you said, I think. Um, I mean, this is not only in university. I think we really have to sit down and ask us like, how will people use it, mm. and how do we have to adapt? Um, and Yeah, I mean that's that's one thing for for universities, and I think um, yeah we can we can wrap it up here. Yep. Um, I think yeah it was it was great. We talked about how we use it so far in our projects. Um, I mean using it more responsible, using it to get get ideas from it instead of doing your whole tasks. Mm. Um, I mean yeah, universities will have to come up with some guidelines mm. and some common ground, so not every lecturer or professor will. We'll have a different, uh, yeah, different standards for that, and um, yeah, I think in general for our students, figuring out how to do it in a responsible way so they can learn something long term instead of uh, yeah having it just to do to do the task for you yeah. is, is is very important, and I think then it can be a great tool um, to do some uh, to do to to help you learn and to advance in your in your projects and also bring them up to like another level mm. um, so yeah thank you very much Caleb for being on this episode thank with you me. for inviting great. me Tom and maybe in two or uh, one or two years yeah. um, <laughs> we can see how the university has changed yeah. and we will reflect yeah we'll reflect <laughs> on another podcast episode yeah, yeah. that was fun yeah. thank you very much thank you bye bye bye